Hey everybody, what is up? How is it going? I hope all is great in your world. Thank you so much for being here as always. Welcome to the Pillars Podcast. I am Dylan Bowman and today is a very special day in the history of the show. I am so excited and proud to share a short conversation that I recorded with the great Elid Kipchoge while I was over in Europe. Arguably the greatest distance runner of all time is here, one of the truly iconic transformational athletes of our current moment. Of course, Elliot is famous for many things, including recently winning his second gold medal in the marathon in the Tokyo Olympics, and also becoming the first man to ever break the two-hour marathon threshold, which he did at the Ineos 159 project in October of 2019. And there is a new film out now about this project that you guys have to watch. It is called Kipchoge, The Last Milestone. I would highly recommend it. You can find it on many different platforms, including iTunes. I've included a link to it here in the show notes so you can go find it after the pod today. Definitely check it out, guys. And obviously, it goes without saying, but this was so, so cool for me. Our little trail ultra show got to speak with the goat of distance running and while they only gave me 15 minutes it was a true highlight of my career to interact with this incredible man and it's actually a pretty funny story about how it all came to be but i think i will save that for another time of course if you enjoy what we do here on the show please consider supporting us on patreon or subscribing to our training app called pillars you can find it in the ios or android app stores and you can find links in the show notes to support us on either of those platforms and again a big big thank you to everyone who has signed up to ride or die with us so far a big digital hug from our small team here we really couldn't do it without you okay please welcome the goat mr elliot kipchoge Okay, joining me now on the podcast is the great Elliot Kipchoge, the best distance runner in history and the recent gold medalist at the Tokyo Olympic Marathon. Elliot, welcome to the show. It is a true honor and privilege to be able to chat with you. I had the good fortune to watch the new film, Kipchoge, The Last Milestone, a couple of weeks ago. And I want to begin our conversation where the film begins. You say at the very beginning that the Berlin Marathon was about breaking a world record, but that Vienna and the Ineos 159 project was about making history. What was the difference in your psychology between the Ineos 159 project and the Berlin Marathon? Thank you, Poman. Actually, I always say Berlin was breaking the normal world record, but Ineos 159 challenge in Vienna was making history. The huge difference is that. Fiena is a different and unique race. It was making history because uh, I, I was running against the unthinkable. And even I dare to think and dare to run and break the unthinkable. So it was really breaking something unthinkable. And you know, it's like a boxer. I was like a boxer going to the ring, not knowing whether he'll be knocked out or he'll win. So it was really hard. But Palin is that uh, it's just breaking. Uh, 
uh, just break a world record, which, which, which whereby many people have been running and breaking all through every year or even every after two years. So th- that's normal according to the world. What happened in uh, in your was not something normal. It was actually uh, uh, telling the world that no man is limited. We can actually kick away the impossibilities in our minds, work on it, and break and make history to show people that uh, we don't have limitations at all. It's so beautiful. And in the vein of no human is limited, of course, many thought that breaking the two-hour marathon threshold was impossible. And in the film, you say, obviously, that no human is limited, that you don't believe in limits. And uh, you even say that the moment that you tell your mind that you're not able to do something, that miracles cannot happen. Was there ever a moment for you, Elliot, where you doubted or questioned your ability of whether or not you could do it, whether in training or during the project execution itself? Oh, I have to say that my training went down actually in a fruitful and in a good way. All the trainings I, I was doing actually going through in a perfect way, uh, finishing it actually in a good way uh, without pain. But all the trainings of went on. During the day of execution, actually, I enjoy. Uh, how uh, how the race actually went, and I had no doubt at all because I saw the data, I saw the numbers actually are I'm eating the numbers, and that was the only way to be calm but try to push at the end of it. So I had no actually doubt at all that I, I will not break, will not break the world but because actually what what I what I what I was doing for five months in training gave me a lot of motivation that uh, I will break the two party. It's amazing to not have any doubts in yourself. It's something that I think we can all aspire to. And you also talk about your relationship with pain. And I think this is such a beautiful philosophy that you have about the way that we think about pain is the way that our life will be in your words. And it struck me as just a a really simple and profound philosophy. Can you just expand on your relationship with pain so that us normal average human beings can deal with it more successfully? Oh, I want to tell everybody that uh, pain is part of working hard. Pain is part of any successful thing you want. Where you feel there is pain, there is success. If you feel that pain is more, please press on. Success is you are about to be successful. So if all of us actually we can actually handle pain and, and, and compare with success, then all of us, because it's really painful, but you can smile after that pain. So let us actually enjoy pain on the other hand, because you cannot actually do something which can inspire people without pain. So where you feel the pain, that's where success is. If you are a writer, if you write until you feel that pain at midnight, that's where success is. If you are a reporter, you report until midnight, that's where success is. If you are an engineer, you stay in the lab for a very long time. That's where success is. It's a beautiful philosophy. And on this show, yeah. we say that suffering is a gift. And it's sort of a similar a similar sentiment for what you are espousing here. And the film also gives a great visual into your training camp in, in Cap de Gat. It seems that you and your teammates live a very simple, austere, focused life. You all do chores around the camp, each playing a role, each taking responsibility uh, for the living conditions of the teammates who you guys all respect and love so much. How has your training environment influenced your success as an athlete? 
Uh, my training environment actually has aided my, my, my success. Uh, surrounding all the positive uh, 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 athletes actually is what uh, made me actually to be more uh, 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 more motivated uh, to think and, and, and really run the unthinkable. So the environment actually in, in our training um, is more serene. It's really good. People both is thinking positive, and that's where you feel you are in the uh, being planted in a good place whereby you can think well, train well, sleep well, eat well, surround with the so people are surrounding you with good pipes. Your mind actually is, is getting on, exchanging ideas in a good way, and that's the only way to enjoy life. And and uh, and this sport is about enjoying. This sport is about. Uh, uh, Loving it and 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 and, and in a way, even if it's painful, but love that way. It's so true. It is. It is all about the love. But it is so inspiring, Elliot, to see the greatest marathoner, the greatest distance runner of all time, also doing his chores with his teammates. It really speaks to your humility, to the importance of having mutual investment from everybody in the training environment so that you're all successful. The film also highlights your relationship with your coach, Patrick Sang. Um, and you say in the film, and I found it really special that when you were a young boy, a young runner, your coach, who was a professional runner at the time, you just you wanted to be just like him, um, and he coached you to be arguably the best runner of all time. And there's a focus on how you have trust for him, unwavering trust in Patrick, your coach. What makes your relationship with Patrick so special? Oh, I think what makes a relationship between me and Patrick special is professionalism. Patrick likes people who are living their honest life who are believing in themselves, who trust in what they are doing, who actually love sport, who are working hard, and people who are actually uh, uh, practicing the value of being a steward, that if you have been keeping a program, you can handle by yourself. So it's the same, it, 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 Patrick likes somebody to actually self-responsible. So what, what Patrick is teaching us is that you should believe in yourself, have faith in yourself, uh, trust and know that you are the best one, Absolute responsibility and above all, live a honest life. And that's the only way to, to be actually in sport, to be in sport. And actually, uh, uh, it, it can kind you cannot go astray if you have all those values. So, Elliot, you've said a few times now the importance of believing yourself. And you said earlier that you never had a doubt that you can do it. Is there any advice that you can give for us normal people about how we can believe in ourselves more or how we can cultivate that self-belief within ourselves? Uh, I want to actually advise people that uh, believing in yourself is setting your own core, setting your own belief actually is a value. And please... Believe what you are doing. Even if you don't actually hit the target that day, please go on. If you fail today, you cannot fail tomorrow. So by believing in yourself, is giving you the peace of mind that I can do this thing alone. I can do this thing with the whole team. I can, and I'm, I am able to do it. And if you believe in yourself, then anything actually you can, you, 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 you can go anywhere you want. You can cross everywhere. You can really... Uh, 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 get uh, to any place you want, provided you have a self-belief. 
It's great. It's great. And in the film, you also talk about the importance of humility, which is another part of your character that people just really admire is even though you've been so incredibly successful, you've broken all these records, you've done the unimaginable over and over. You just have this constant humility to you with all the success and attention that you've had it'd be easy to be distracted or to lose that humility. How have you dealt with fame and how have you been able to stay humble through that process? Um, I've been having actually uh, a setup, a mind setup whereby I am a human being and I put myself as hell here. I, full, I, I actually put fame or the performance or success in general aside. So without fame, then I'm a human being. I don't actually wear fame and success when I'm working around. I'm working around as a human being. That's what I am actually putting on all the time, that uh, I want to perform well at the same time being crowned. And I trust that being humble and being on the crown is the only way to concentrate and actually uh, uh, perform well. Because, you know, uh, uh, being actually uh, so famous and, and you want to have pride is like drinking alcohol. You know, if you drink alcohol, you think you are more sharper. If you drink alcohol, you think you have more, more energy and more, muscle, and more muscles. But the purpose is that uh, fame actually and success can translate you into to, to like a drunkard person. So I always push away fame and success and become a human being. I love that metaphor of fame being almost like drunkenness. It's a great way to look at it. And yes. Elliot, in 2020 at the London Marathon, you finished eighth place, which for most would be a great result. But for you, it was the first time that you lost at a marathon since 2013. It was the lowest finish of your career. And since then, of course, you've won another Olympic gold medal. And I'm just curious, what did you learn from that 2020 London Marathon and that eighth place finish? Uh, and how did that change your approach to your Olympic preparation this year? Um, during the 2020 London Marathon, actually, uh, I lost. I thought I would defend the London Marathon for the fifth time. But uh, I lost it to eighth position. But I say, no, this is a challenge. Uh, uh, every day is a challenge and sport has challenges. In all our marathons, we have are, we are, we are bottles and, 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 and pumps on the way. And this is one of the bottles that I jumped in and I did not come back again. But I came back when I was eighth position in, in a bottle. So I, I say this is a challenge. Let me go back, think about the challenge, accept this challenge and start again uh, to reinvent myself, train again, and focus. So I could uh, that, uh, please let me focus more. And, uh, you know, I am a human being also. I need to, to really train the same. I do not change anything. I train the same, same, same program. But all in all is that uh, uh, after actually defending my title in Olympics, then I know that I, I caught the knowledge that if you really get focused and train well, you can still uh, perform well even if that you had a bad day yesterday. Beautiful. Elliot, last question for you here. You just won another Olympic gold medal, as we've mentioned now a couple of times. You've run under two hours for the marathon, which your film uh, so beautifully displays. You own the world record for the marathon. What more do you have to accomplish in your career? Uh, I think more is still to come, 
but uh, I, I don't know which one, but uh, future is still beautiful. Uh, future is still actually pride, pride on my side. Uh, like I say, let me concentrate actually on, on recovery now. Enjoy the gold medal. Enjoy the, the launch and, and, and watching of uh, the last mile uh, 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 movie. And, and the next two months, I will actually uh, roll roll on to the whole world what, what, what will happen next year or in some few months. So the future is still okay. The future is still bright. Terrific. Elliot, thank you so much for your time. It has been an honor to speak with you. Thank you very much. I wish you well. Wow, how cool was that, guys? Thank you so much to Elliot for coming on the show, for sharing some of his time with us. Obviously, there's only so much you can fit into 15 minutes, but that was pretty awesome. I did the best I could, and I really hope you all enjoyed it. Again, I would definitely recommend you go check out the new movie, Kipchoge, The Last Milestone, on iTunes. I have a link to it in the show notes here. It is definitely worth your time and will leave you believing that no human is limited. Speaking of iTunes, go leave us a rating or review. I would definitely really appreciate it. If you can spare 60 seconds, it really does help the show. And I also wanted to mention that my wonderful wife, Harmony, made a transcript of this conversation too, which we will post on our website, pillars.com, in case you had trouble understanding or you just generally want to revisit the written version of our discussion. But that's it for today. Thanks everyone for being here. Lots of really awesome guests in the pipeline right now. So stay tuned. There will be many more great conversations in your pod feeds very soon. Until next time. Love you so much. Bye-bye.